Welcome to Riveting Broads, a platform for women to riff on what matters most. We're your hosts, Jackie Richard and Molly Merluzzi. We found that conversation in media and politics too often is about women instead of with them, and we plan to change that. From thoughts on vulnerability, identity, privilege, culture, gender, sexuality, and everything in between, we're going to talk about it all. Join us. So today's episode of Riveting Brads, we have two guests, which we're really excited about, and um, we're here to talk about, it's a pretty general topic, but one that everyone at this table can relate to in some way. So we're talking about what it's like to be a female, particularly a young female entrepreneur building things and, you know, trying to find that balance that seems to be nearly impossible. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Regulate Yours. The two sisters that have built an amazing life coaching business to help you and your family with their social and emotional behaviors. Um, Christina and Ariana Makosi are two really inspiring women um, who both come from separate but very impressive backgrounds. So thank you for coming today. <laughs> thank you for having thank us, you. guys. Thank you for and having welcome. us. Thank you for having us. Hi. I'm excited about this conversation because I feel like it comes up so often that... It's nice to kind of put it out there and see who can relate. And just for the record, that was Ariana talking. Yes. And <laughs> just so we know, I know we'll learn each other's voices by the end. But yeah, um, thank you guys for being here. Seriously, I am new to the world of uh, of entrepreneurship only in the past. Well, it'll be four years running my own business, and this podcast is the most recent foray into another entrepreneurial endeavor. So I'm still learning a lot, but I feel like as women, we are more aware of the the, the ups and downs of entrepreneurship through like our the balance between life and professional in a way that um, sometimes it's a little cliche. It's like, oh, work-life balance, mm-hmm. you know, finding your, how do you, how do you manage it all, juggle all the plates? And I no man is having that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. I don't think so. Not not as much as we do anyway. I mean, I have uh, other kind of things or aspects in my life that make it even harder to balance things out. But I think if I have realized that if I keep my eyes on the prize, I can get through whatever trial and tribulation kind of comes along. It's worked so far, so I'm just going to keep doing it until it doesn't anymore. <laughs> And I think that's the whole point is we're paving a new path. You know, this is yep. this generation is kind of defining how the future is going to go. We didn't have the gig economy before. You no. know, the Me Too movement really put women and women's empowerment on the map. And I feel like even before that, we were all really stepping up and activating our strengths. Yep. So now it's about redefining what does it mean to be a powerful woman or a female entrepreneur, because it is very different than the the male experience and when we were talking about this top molly and i will usually discuss you know what are we going to talk about let's kind of just drill down and make sure that we know exactly what the topic's going to be so last night you know we we're talking about being females and entrepreneurship and how it can be like a very generalized you know overdone topic but then mm-hmm. um from my perspective it's also a very important one and while it's generalized it's because there's so many nuances exactly and I was saying to her I'm like you know one thing that we we relate on a lot of things but one thing we don't relate on is our relationship statuses Mm -hmm. and because Molly's married she has Mm -hmm. a kid I'm say this every episode single with no kids and I think something that 
for me, while I'm building these businesses and I have this entrepreneurial, ambitious spirit, I'm still wondering if I'm sacrificing something more important while I'm building all this stuff. You know, like I was saying to everyone before we got started, say the next gen takes off and becomes this amazing national organization. And they will. Rods. Thank you. <laughs> it will but get there. All this stuff, you know, we're building on, but sometimes I think, you know, late at night, I'm like, well, what, what's going to happen if I become really successful, but it's just me? You know, like what? It, what does that mean? Is that is that worth it? And is that something men think about? Probably right. not. Mm-hmm. You know, right. what about you, Christina? Is that something you can relate to? So I can relate to that because I'm also single, no kids, just by myself, and I've been putting a lot of my energy in just building the business. I've always thought about work more than I've thought about relationships. Mm-hmm. But then I would like to think that eventually when it's time for me to be in that relationship, the person I'm going to find is going to match my um, my way of thinking mm-hmm. you know my love to work and to be successful and to do new things do things differently um so part of it is if I'm gonna have a man in my life that isn't going to understand that part of me then it's really not going to work mm-hmm. so you know you have two options you either keep on your path and you keep going or you kind of stop from yourself from doing what you do and being great and doing what you love and you know you find somebody that yes you can match on certain things but is it going to be that relationship that you really really want Mm -hmm. at the end you know that's a really good point it's kind of like raising your values Mm -hmm. and your standards of what you're looking for in someone it's also being the power of self-awareness. Yes. I talk about self-awareness all <laughs> Have you the listened time. to the podcast? It's literally all I talk <laughs> yes. about. Like self-awareness is key to literally everything. This is why I try to drill in with my clients, whether it's an adolescent or an adult. Um, it's funny because my word of the day this week was around self-awareness. Oh, I saw your Instagram story. Oh, right. Thank you. Thank oh, wait, you. why don't you plug that real quick? What, what's the word of the day? <laughs> so the, the word of the day this week was success, but I tied it into self-awareness because I don't believe one can reach full success within themselves of how they identify. Not societal's uh, definition of success, but your own. I don't think you can... F- you can reach the level of success you want if you are not Mm self-aware I think it comes down to that so like my sister was just saying you know I want to find my match 100% it's because she knows exactly what she wants and that makes it even harder for a female to find what she wants when you know exactly what it is you want Mm -hmm. but that speaks to her self-awareness so if you know what you want you're okay with waiting Mm -hmm. for whatever it is like what are your priorities I have friends that um, priority was to get married and have kids. That's fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you are self-aware enough where you say, this is what's going to fulfill me, by all means, yes, let's do that. And I'm going to root for you. But it's not to say that, but at the same time, personally, I don't understand the concept of putting my dreams and things that I want to do on hold to get married right for me that is not a priority it, not to say that i don't want to get there at some point in my life but it's not i am self-aware enough where i know that getting ma- married is not going to fulfill me as much as making this business bloom yeah don't get me wrong i'm not lonely or anything like that but right. at the same time i put my time in the things that make me feel 
fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So I question too the way we, the four of us, even are contextualizing success and relationships. Like I'm in a marriage, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean I'm not lonely, right? Like mm-hmm. I also think in. You know, Jackie alluded to the gig economy. I think the nature of being an entrepreneur in a gig economy puts you in a in a solopreneur. I hate fucking hate that word. (laughs) It came out of me and I regretted it immediately. But um, (laughs) kind of like journey. Yeah, (laughs) right. Exactly. Um, But I just think that there's there's some sort of there's a psychology that comes to being an entrepreneur, right? So an entrepreneur when you have, uh, you know. a series A funding and an entrepreneur where you want to be uh, uh, have your own shop and build a business that's maybe going to you know blossom into something huge and and national and or maybe you can be really successful and have a small group of really great clients right which is the avenue I'm trying for mm-hmm. but the point is this i just think the psychology of of relationships there's there's a lot of heteronormative like um you know preconceived notions about what it is not that the four of us feel, but that, and again, I don't want to speak for you guys. Maybe you feel this way. That would be surprising, but that, that you need like that eventually success means finding a partner. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just, and exactly. (laughs) And I guess I say this as someone who I adore my husband. He's my best friend, but I, I never thought I would be married and have a kid at 32 Mm -hmm. ever. And that's because I've, I had a pretty crazy career when I was younger and I'm still, figuring out what I want out of the world but I feel like there's a level of loneliness that happens no matter what whatever relationship status you're in as as a, as someone who's trying to build your own way 110 mm-hmm. percent yes. I think that, that it's self-awareness it is and it really is and it's funny because you and I are so much alike in so many ways and we're so opposite in some ways but I I was one of those people I was you know we, well whatever Um, I think just my upbringing, kind of Christian nuclear, traditional family conservative, put my mindset in like boy crazy mode for the first, at least half of my life, definitely longer than that. But I definitely thought I was going to be married and have a kid by 32. So then my last relationship ended when I was in um, Colorado. That was 2015. Like it's it's been a minute. Um, But that it kind of scarred me well no it definitely scarred me because he whatever but there were we like, talked about that on previous yeah, episodes yes. it's actually quite an awful story it's yeah and yeah. unfortunately We've it happens about this yeah story. it happens to a lot of women and mm-hmm. i think it's an, another important topic to discuss um the random boyfriend freak out but um the point i was getting at was i remember kind of thinking like i had to pick one or the other you know it's either like happy family successful marriage i'm gonna be devoted to this and build my little community that i want to live in or i can pick a career but i can't have both Mm -hmm. and that was something that i think i was conditioned to feel when i was still living with my ex because i was working at a furniture store and i really wanted to be an interior designer growing up so this was my foot in the door so i was really determined and motivated i stay late almost every night to get my designs done out to the clients and stuff like that never fails if i was more than 15 minutes late i was walking on eggshells when i came home because he was pissed and it really kind of 
put a damper on my ambition and my motivation. Mind you, obviously it wasn't a good relationship. It was incredibly toxic. So if your boyfriend's making you feel bad for your ambition, it's probably not a healthy relationship I learned. (laughs) Um, But it took me a while to get there. But regardless, it got to the point where I really started to resent him because I felt like he wasn't seeing me and, and my goals. And to the point of loneliness, this is why I brought this up because I'll never forget that feeling of laying next to him every night and never feeling more alone in my entire life. Mm -hmm. You know, like that I would never want again. And I think it's freaked me the fuck out from wanting to date or get into a relationship with anyone else. Because a lot of my friends give me crap, like for not putting myself out there. But I'm... Um, for me, it's like, I honestly kind of prefer this. I feel stable. I feel whole. I, I feel Trust like me, I have you companionship. you text me and say, I just woke up on a Saturday. <laughs> she doesn't do that all the time, but it was, uh, it was a me. touch and go for our friendship where I was like, cool, cool. I'm taking my first nap of the day. No. Yeah, <laughs> I was literally drinking coffee in bed. Yeah. No, we can definitely uh, relate to the societal norm and how we grew up. Okay, so we could come from an old-school, traditional Greek family, okay, born and raised in Greece. So we didn't, we were not Americanized. I think most of my family still isn't, which is fine, um, just to speak to the tradition and, and the idea of, you know, I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. I don't, you know, I come from a family of hard workers. They will do anything and everything to provide and... Um, always kind of keep moving. We come from a family of a single mother, so that's just another way of us looking, now speaking of relationships, of growing up in a home where there was no healthy relationship that we can like identify with and say like, oh, I want this. I'm like, no. Let the I don't, you know, <laughs> she used quotes on healthy. <laughs> yes. And so... Again, it was the same idea, like grow up, go to college. I mean, my mom brought us to this country for an education, so... You know, grow up, go to college, get an education, get married, have kids. That was kind of the trajectory of our life. And that was okay. We, we were growing up feeling okay about that. It was always, always, because we are, I think my sister and I are naturally entrepreneurs because we've always been the type of, like, planning and how this isn't okay. This isn't normal. We, there's got to be more to this. Like, yeah. I don't know. This isn't the life I feel like I'm supposed to live. Like, we always had this growing up. And I'm so glad that we didn't let that go. I mean, we did for a certain part of our lives. And she can tell you, you know, her story. But I remember telling my mom once. So let me back up a little. So when I first went into college, I went in as a nursing major because my, the way I, what I wanted to do is become a pediatrician in my mind, right? A couple of things. One, I always wanted to help people. And I thought that going into the medical world was the only way to help people. And two, there was only one doctor in my entire family, like four generations before me. So I thought it'd be very cool to be the second doctor in my family. And as soon as my family was like, yeah, that's great. Round of applause. Like you want to be a doctor. And I'm a pleaser by nature. So I... Which is also a theme of entrepreneurship in a weird way. It is. So that's another balance you have to kind of find yourself in. But for this, so I was like, all right, I found my calling, right? I'm going to become a pediatrician, go into college as nurse. I'm very intuitive at the same time so I it just didn't click nursing school did not click for me it was not working I was like I don't know I don't like this whatever talking to my advisors and all that they steer me in the way uh, but I remember 
they steer me in a way of social work. Didn't know what that was because where we come from, there's no such thing as social work. Unless you're clinically insane in Greece and you're locked up, literally, there's no, you're not going to a therapist. I don't know if things has changed now, but growing up, that's not a, th- a theme for us, right? So, yeah, if a Greek goes to a therapist, it's going to be a huge issue. <laughs> but, um, so... And I remember, you know, and, and I fell in love with social work. I was mm-hmm. like, this is it. I'm here. I'm, I found my thing. Right. I don't even know what this thing is. But, like, this one class made me want to be there, switch my major right away. First question my family asks, how much money are you going to be making? And I literally said how my salary is getting cut half. Because <laughs> becoming a nurse and social work is literally half I the money. I want to argue more than half. Right. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Right. That's so, one of those thankless jobs that's way underpaid seriously Seriously. so you know and i was telling and then i was going through this battle of myself the the thing i had to like the thing i had to do because of society or family and the thing i wanted something was not connecting for me right so i made the decision against everybody's advice and i switched my major and i remember telling my mom and this is not a motivation now but it was then I remember telling her, I was like, I don't want to be in school forever. I was like, I want to also have a family. But I was speaking in a way of my the norm that I had at the time, not mm-hmm. because I was self-aware enough to say that, because I am to, here today and I can say that I'm going to put 100% on my business before I think about finding a partner that's going to you know match me. So... Back then, it was that thought process. So a lot of the motivation was like, I want to finish school earlier too, so I can like get married and have kids and live, you know, the life I'm supposed to live. Um, when you know, I followed my gut, changed uh, uh, majors, best thing I've ever done in my life. Now, you know, I've been in the field for ten years and I've done, I've been in the social work field and I've done in different capacities, and I've been so thankful because it's brought me to where I am today, literally running, making my my dream come true, right. essentially, and you know, and that comes with other set of issues, right? the balancing and the 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 uh, going against what you're supposed to do and or other people's um perception of you whether i know we're going to talk about age (laughs) and being young in entrepreneurship and what how that's affecting us so but i have i think it took a little bit of time for me to come to a point where i'm like okay stop think what do you want Mm. what's making your soul set on fire what's making you tick you know put those things as a priority and once i did that i ended in a healthy relationship i you know i i focused on my mental health my physical health things that i had put on the back burner and then all of a sudden there was this like aha moment of like this is it like this is where you are like this is what you want and this is okay and mm-hmm. I've been living in that way. I've traveled so much. I travel three to four times a year. And people are like, how, do you, how can you do this? Well, I balance. I budget. I say, what is important to me? Going to the club every weekend is not important to me. I will take that 100 bucks that will be gone in one <laughs> night. And you don't even know where it's going. And put it aside. I'm going to have $500 saved. I can take a trip. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I started switching things around and what made me fulfilled. So... And when I found that place in my life, I'm like, okay, good. I'm going to just keep going here. And my sister has a similar way of, like, coming to. So I'm going right. to let her kind of explain that. 
So I was very different. As a kid, I was quiet um, because, mainly because in our culture, when we're young, when young females especially, don't really get heard, right? So whenever I would say things, my family would be like, yeah, yeah, blow it off, like not really listen. And when I was, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be all these things. Like I love art. Um, I was very talented as a kid. Like I could paint, I could draw. And eventually I kind of let that go because of my culture and the family and all that. Um, and then I had to pick a school and go to college, right? And my family was like, pick something that you're going to get a job out of. So I had to sit there and think, like, how can I put my creative side to use and do college the way my family wants it, right? right. Um, so I ended up doing marketing, which when you come out of school, you realize that most jobs you're going to get are sales jobs something I can't do it's not my strong suit right so um I did a few jobs and I really knew that I wanted to do something for myself um which is how I came about to where I am again knowing that I was at the job I have a very strong personality in a way like I'm more quiet and like I'm more in the background but when I don't like how certain things are done I'll speak up about it but that's the only time I'll actually speak up is if I see something or more I would say right. so <laughs> if you're right. gonna pick a time right <laughs> I'm gonna pick a time so um with me it was a lot of like I would give suggestions and I would get feedback like that's great that's amazing awesome like we'd love to and then nothing would be done and I'd be like you know what I'm gonna do this for myself because mm-hmm. I want this to be done a certain way now that could be again good thing bad thing um People see it in certain ways, like I see, see the speaking out. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Okay, I just yeah, know like that's what you're referring to. Like the speaking out and the just being strong in your opinion. Mm. You know, as oh, yeah. females, being strong in your opinion right. is always not looked at as positive. Yeah, as a positive thing, it right. makes people at uncomfortable. As, yeah, well, it looks. It's as if you're being emotional. As if you're being emotional or if you're being bitchy or if you're being, um, if you're better than others, you know. Right, or hysterical. Yeah, and people just don't like that. So I guess, I don't know, I guess the way I I deal with all of that is seeing my final picture and where I want to be. Mm -hmm. And if people think what I'm seeing is impossible, then... So be it. It's impossible for you. It's possible for me. So yes. that's kind of how I go about my life. I love that. Again, now I'm. I speak my mind more. As hmm. when I was young, I didn't. Yeah. I, you know, they would you ask me looking, questions, and I'd be like, oh, I don't know. That's You're looking I for won feed- every argument as a kid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're all, and this is something that happens. I think for women, and I would argue for anyone, but that when you define your success or your value based on a feedback loop so like you're looking like you know ariana mentioned got to focus on the the end result and sort of and you sort of did too right the common theme of like if i just laser focused on what i want to accomplish all the rest will fall into place mm-hmm. um i think also when you what the deterrent to that the barrier to do to achieving that is when you're sort of acting and existing and then looking for someone to give you feedback and let you know whether what you said was okay, whether they read it well, whether they understood it, whether they embraced who you are, your style, your approach, whatever. Right. Um, and, and it's almost like it's, and in some ways it's brave for women to, you know, not care what people think. And I think it's funny. I think I live, I think Jackie could speak to this about me and I don't necessarily want to put you on the spot, but in our relationship, in our friendship and our partnership, 
you know, you've seen me be very strong, mm-hmm. like very strong and assertive and, and informed um, and powerful, right? And, and then you're advocating also, for yourself. Yeah, advocating for myself, which is something I always, but then that conundrum is even when I'm advocating, there's that other side of me, which is sensitive and emotional and and concerned about what other people think and vulnerable and scared and overwhelmed and whatever and like you existing as those two uh entities you know i always say it's hard to extricate the personal from the professional for me Mm -hmm. um and honestly i think if everybody's being honest it's hard for everybody to do that and some people are better at showing that you know that face that game face (laughs) and others aren't but i think we're all just trying to be we're trying to cope with the fact that Someone told us along the lines that when you're an adult, you know everything. Like, an adult knows everything. (laughs) Like, I think about this with my son. Like, he looks at me and he's like, mom knows everything. This morning he goes, mama, you're so funny. And I was like, really? But um, anyway, my point is, is that he looks at me like I know things because I'm an authority in his life, right? And I think we were all, whether we had strong or negative examples of adulthood or authorities, we you still look to people of authority as authority figures, right? It sounds right. so clear and obvious. And then the flip of that is once you become an adult, once you pursue, you know, whether you're a young entrepreneur or someone, you know, later in their career, you end up realizing that like nobody knows what they're doing like not just you have an academic background or certifications or understand you know you've reached a level in career but the reality is none of us we're all just doing our best right right, to figure it out and it's not I think that I have to remind myself that more often than not that that feedback loop when people are like looking at me when I say something shocking at a party (laughs) is probably because they wanted to say it and they were like Mm -hmm. uncomfortable with the fact that I did it because it makes them nervous or they they, they would never you know sort of push themselves to that uncomfortable level and I find that that's I don't know it's something I both love about myself that I exist in those two camps, but I also really still struggle with. That's mm. me at a party all yeah. the time. Or anywhere, really. Ariana, I feel like there's a lot about you and I there, so yeah. I'm learning. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love me and Jackie. Love me and Jackie. for life, baby. <laughs> I, you know what I have learned? You cannot grow or learn anything if you don't get, if, if you're not in some sort of uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. Period. So, Hashtag if, riveting breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So if I'm if I'm gonna say something at a, an event or whatever, and I'm pretty intentional what I say and do most of the time. Um, if I do that and I I'm pr- pretty aware that I'm making you uncomfortable, but I'm doing it because I know that you're gonna get gain something out of it. I might you might be hated for a second. That's fine. I mean I'm used to being hated because I'm so blunt to that, <laughs> and I don't know how to stop that sometimes. Um, oh my God, Ariana. So it's like it's kind of where I step in. She does. She has to prove for you everything I write. She hits the mute like, button yeah, on you. I do that to my dad. I kick him under the table at meetings. I'm like, shut up. She's like, stop it. it. <laughs> Smile. <laughs> like, I don't know how to do that sometimes. But, you know, but I do that all the time because. I do feel like I am serving a purpose. I know this is like a little hoo hoo hoo, but nope. I, I am serving. I am serving a purpose. I have found a purpose. I am meant to serve, and I think that's why I'm so happy. Mm. Um, so hey, if I'm going to, if we're gonna going to discuss something that we're gonna disagree, yes, let's do that. Yes. I love being able to disagree with someone and then still walk away without 
any issues. But if I'm gonna make you uncomfortable, is it's gonna make my heart melt a little because I know that in that moment you are going to learn something. Mm-hmm. Maybe something about yourself or about me or about the situation, or maybe it will prompt you to go learn something new yeah. as to why you felt that way in that situation. And you said you were single. Yes. Because I'm, I'm just like, I'm, you're talking. I'm like, he sounds so smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I'm it sounds wanted. like confidence, too, it's, because, oh, like, you know awesome. you know where you stand. You know what you stand for. And I, I can relate to that. But in the opposite, where I'm completely impulsive, you've seen me. I'm <laughs> saying dumb shit. Like all the time, all the time, and it's it's funny actually. I was hanging out with my girlfriends last night, um, and one of them was telling a really embarrassing story about me to her coworkers, and she was like, "Well, you know, you've I've told you about Jackie. She's kind of a space cadet," and I'm like, "No, but it's it's a loving yeah, way of her. Okay, she yeah. respects me yeah, to yeah, the yeah. highest level. But I'm like, she loves it. But she's like, space cadet. No. The point is, no, I am, no, hundred percent, and I own it." Yes. Because I'm impulsive, I say stupid shit, but you know it can disarm people, and I'm just like whatever. I kind of like what you say. I'm I'm willing to be the most stupid person in the room for the sake of everyone else's comfort, but also discomfort. Because mm-hmm. once we start just saying awkward shit mm-hmm. and just being out there, and like you referenced separate Molly, you referenced separating the personal from the professional. I don't even believe we should do that anymore. I agree. I think I'm I'm Jackie Richard. Know how. This is who I am. This is me. <laughs> right. There's no hiding it. Eventually, mm-hmm. you're gonna figure. It out. Yeah. So I might as well just give you full disclosure that I'm a weirdo, but I also want to help you. So I think it's, you know, it's and I just agree. about being confident in your conviction. And like you said, Christina, I think going back, like growing up, I was always, I wouldn't consider myself a social outcast. I always had friends, but I was never like the coolest kid ever. Right. You know, I definitely wanted to be, but I wasn't because yeah. I was weird. Yeah. And <laughs> it's true. And I'm, I'm actually really happy with that now because it's made me who I am it sets me apart and so somewhere along the line I realized like people have weird reactions when I tell them my ideas and thoughts and things like that and at first it used to make me really insecure and uncomfortable and it silenced me because I'm like well I don't want everyone to think I'm a weirdo freak but then eventually I was like no but I am so why don't I own it and once I just started being myself and activating my strength it's I feel like I got so much more respect and now every time I throw out a crazy idea where someone's like you weirdo I'm like okay awesome yes. no one else thought of it exactly right. I right. yeah because I'm hearing you say weirdo and I guess the reason I got defensive about the space cadet thing is because I think you're like one of my most brilliant friends well, and like you. you I agree well no but it's <laughs> true I mean there's just certain there's moments and totally Jackie and I are very different in a lot of ways and we're very similar in a lot of ways and I find that I would, if I were branding your weirdness, quote unquote, I would call it like you're avant garde. Like you're not, oh you're not afraid to shake it up. You're not afraid to say the stupid thing that's not stupid, but you're risking saying something that maybe somebody else wouldn't. And I, I, we, we both do that in different ways. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I find that as women, however, there it is. It's quicker. the The distance from meeting someone to them writing you off is shorter for women to, than men, right? So, like when I, unfortunately, in in professional and social situations, if you're being avant garde or if you're being a little, you know, um, provocative or you're saying that thing that like maybe not everybody's comfortable dealing with on its like, face, people get uncomfortable and they they they're like, oh, you know, and you end up becoming a caricature of yourself because you're like well now I need to do like a like to sort of entertain (laughs) instead of owning the fact that no I I 
I have this different idea. Um, and it doesn't make me crazy, weird, mom and guard or whatever. It just makes me me. And I, and I'm intelligent enough to back up that idea and deliver it. You know, that's why I think I was being like, I, I space cadet sounds like you're empty headed. I just think you're not empty headed. You don't care enough about what the perception is right. you care enough that you can stand in your own truth and 100%. say that this makes sense right and one day people are gonna figure it out like it's you know it, it's gonna happen but it's interesting that you brought up are you, am i single because it plays I just, I just like think you're really you both are really smart i'm like i don't know what this who's well, they're missing out a lot of, yeah a lot of people are like but why are you single <laughs> And, you know, you sit there and you're kind of like, you know, you know, I I know I'm pretty, you know, whatever. Like I know, but there's so many more things into the equation of being single or in a relationship. Uh, When people ask you, like, why are you single? Well, okay. So when I give them the answer, they just kind of sit there and look at me like, okay, I have no comeback. Like, okay. And so why are you in a boring marriage? Right. Well, let me explain. Right. I'm a single mother of a nine-year-old. I run a business. I work full time. I have to be on my daughter's dance recital, football games, uh, field trips, chaperoning, you know, and when you're the one parent in the child's life, you need to be present because you are the only one that can be present. Uh, I mean, my family, my sister and my mom are like a hundred, like biggest supporters and I couldn't do it without them. But it's not the same and not to devalue that, but my sister showing up at a school event is not the same as the parent showing up oh, at a school 100%. event, right? Yeah. So, when I explain this to people, they're like, oh, okay, it makes sense. Well, you know. And so it's like, but at the same time, using being a strong female, an alpha female, that has been this way for the last, I don't know, 10 years, because A, I have to be, okay? And and B, like, I am not waiting for things to happen to me. I am the type who just makes things happen for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So if I have this personality and I have this idea of myself and I have this plan... I can't. I can't just sit around and wait for for a man to come around when I can, like. I'm okay with it. Like, there's no nothing wrong with that. Like, I'll go out and meet. I'm not opposed to the idea. Sure, but it's not my priority. Right. Think about the emotional labor that you have to. Not you only, Ariana. All of us, but you in that situation that you have to answer a question that you never asked yourself. Like, like I think about that with any stage of life. People are like, you graduate high school, where are you going to college? You graduate college, what are you going to do with your life? You gra- you know, you have a career, are you going to settle down? Like, right. and, and it just feels so archaic in so many ways. But the emotional labor that you have to spend defending yourself yep. is so odd. And, I, and mind you, I'm not pretending I'm in the same situation is you having it being in a really it's funny I always say I would be a I'd be really good at being single if I was single <laughs> I mean I, I was good at it once no but I just oh, I'm, I'm a s- serial monogamous no. <laughs> me too I avoid men like a <laughs> but no my point is is that like in some ways I feel like I'm like tell me about it I get what you we're good we're all in the same boat and I know we're not I'm not um, pretending to know your situation but I just there's I'm just listening to your story and thinking about like how much time you have to spend explaining like I remember when people asked me like what am I gonna do and I remember my dad asking me like what are you gonna do with an English major <laughs> and then like and then you get to like you, you know or, and you have one kid and then they're like so are you guys thinking about another so, and I'm yeah. like guys it's my wedding day right. you know like I just I, I feel like that is a 
I, I guess that doesn't make sense because I had my son after my wedding. But my point is two couples did ask us at our wedding when we were having kids. And I don't know what that, that says about our society that we're so fixated. And frankly, I'm sure if I was showing my cynical card here is that like the truth is people are, you know, feel unfulfilled in their own life. So yeah. they're looking to have a vicarious, you know, conversation with you about yours. Or justify and, their own experience totally, thus far. Totally. 100%. That is exactly right. Right, as well because I do think that that's a thing and and maybe that I don't know I know so many people that are in marriages that are unhappy that for me I don't think it's about the marriage it's like about a status thing it's mm-hmm. like what's broken in you why are you single like what's right. wrong with you let me figure it out mm-hmm. and I'm like newsflash like there's plenty of broken people in relationships <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot right with me yeah. that's why I'm single yeah. right that well, what? say that one more time there's a lot right with me yes. that's why I'm still single <laughs> I love that Good and do you get those questions yeah all the time oh yeah all every the time, time we go to my grandma's house she's like any news and that means have you met anybody yet right you're like actually Tons of news. Do you want to hear about my client list? Exactly. Yes. It's like, like, why don't you ask me how my business is going? I mean, you know that's a thing. Yes. You know the guy thing is not a thing right now. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, honestly, it just comes down to that, the societal norms and how our the older generation grew up and how females are expected to just get married, have the kids, run the household, like do pretty much everything. And then, the, you know. In my family, at least, it was mostly the guy goes to work, comes home, you feed him. Like, and <laughs> you also feed the kids. You also go to work. I you also do the laundry. You also culture. clean the house. You do, like, everything. And um, then again, the man is the one that gets all the credit. Like, that's mm. that's how it was. That's how it's always been. So I think now that it's different, I don't think the older generation knows how to ask respond. anything more and, like, respond mm-hmm. to, like, what we're doing. Because right. to, like... To, like, the older generation, like, my grandparents and, like, their siblings, like, mm-hmm. I'm 27, I'm old. Like, mm-hmm. I should be married. Mm-hmm. I should have already had a kid I was going to bring it up. I'm glad you did. You know what You're I mean? Like, that's... 27. Yeah. I mean, too it's old. true, right? I am. <laughs> no. I'm too old. So, I mean, I don't see... over here, like, when am I planning my next trip? <laughs> yeah. I think that's all. That's what I plan. I'm like, oh, I want to go to Thailand next. Let's see. Right. Good for you. Um, You're setting goals. Right. And that's and I, for me again. That's what's that's how I define success. Like mm-hmm. if I can do these things that I really want to do and I'm happy, that's when I'm successful. Like yeah, I had a full time job and I worked a nine to five and I had a like a decent paycheck. I came home, I was paying my bills, but then that's all I was doing. And for mm-hmm. me, that's that didn't define success. Right. Like mm-hmm. you know, having like the normal. Um, standard schedule every day it's not me like Mm -hmm. i don't mind working from like 9 a.m to 12 like midnight as long as i'm doing what i'm enjoying and Mm -hmm. that's how that's what success is to me and then some other people would look at that and be like that's so not normal and there's something (laughs) wrong there you know what i mean there's something gendered about this whole conversation too is that we're thinking about you're it's like we're we're creating this dichotomy of like you're a career person or you're a good you know wife but if you i mean i identify as and i learned this term recently we talked about a previous episode but pansexual which is someone who's i've had relationships with women that are on on a gender spectrum more you know masculine presenting or i've had you know been attracted to men that were on the more feminine presenting Mm -hmm. and i think about that when it comes to how people think about entrepreneur young female entrepreneurs is that like what is it that we're what is it that people are 
uncomfortable with? Is it that you're not presenting as feminine, like you as a woman to them by being assertive, by having a perspective, by being okay and self-aware enough to take uh, the, to to take the air out of the room when you say something a little bit, you know, less comfortable. Like what they're, I think they're what they're uncomfortable with is that you you represent an alternative right. to that sort of that clear dichotomy of like heterosexual men, heterosexual women. This is what you're supposed to do, and I don't mean to make it about sexuality only. I just think that that correlates to both. A professional environment like I'm the breadwinner of my life I go out and I'm my that means my husband has to take care of my son or you know uh, and that would be a flipped in a normal quote-unquote normal his you know the way we've been taught you know he, like you said your your dad left the house and your he came home and cooked dinner I was like Dan doesn't want me to cook dinner and I agree with that because and I've always been different you know even with my some with my daughter's father we were in a long-term relationship um, but I was not the domestic person in the relationship so I've never been that mm. and I don't think I've, I will ever be that Good. now you see many men out there just shutting off their radios it's oh my <laughs> Well, you know, feel free. Shut it off. Shut it off. But you have plenty of subscribers. But it, yeah, but it's not. I mean, it's it's a thing. I've been in two relationships. I'm mm-hmm. I'm thirty, and I've been in two relationships, and neither of those relationships was I the domestic person in that relationship, and it worked out. I mean, it, they enjoyed it doing it more by all means, and I think you need to find that that. Mm -hmm. happy medium and you know a lot of I'm gonna say something that a lot of people are gonna be angry about or disagree with but 80% of relationships out there are not the right relationships Mm -hmm. for that person 80% of people in the wrong relationships and they settle and you know when when people ask me part of that why you single thing with or why you focusing so much on your career rather than like you know your li- life, which they put it that way, your right. life, as if like, as if your but career that is, is my not life. like right part of your life. Right. So, yeah. and I say, you know, I'm I'm not willing to settle. But when you say that to someone, they they look back and they're like, well, I didn't settle. Right. right. You saying, but I'm like, I'm not speaking about you. I'm I'm not saying There's you settled. But what is it in you that you thought right. I just said that you settled? Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like if I say that about me, why do you take that personally? Because right. I wasn't talking about you. And when people, if you know, and do yourselves a favor, if you feel this way, I will implore you to explore why you feel that way. Because you know, a lot of people, well, it's not settling, you need to compromise. Huge, huge difference between compromise and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And what I have found, and I work with a lot of couples, so what I have found is that, another unpopular opinion, but what I have found is that, um, a lot of people will say, well, you need to compromise in a relationship to justify the act, the sacrifices they have made in order to be in that relationship. Mm. So they say it's a compromise to justify the sacrifice they've made to be in that relationship. Mm. Um, especially when you know somebody, it, you know, growing up or you just know them personally and then you see them in some kind of a relationship and you're like, but I know you, mm. and I know this isn't, you know, and you're kind of like, all right, whatever. Like, it, and to me, that comes down to, is it age that you feel like you need to be in a relationship? So at this point, might as well. Is it, what is it, you know? And I just don't, uh, I can't put myself in a situation like that. I would rather be single and have my fun mm-hmm. than 
be in a relationship when I feel that way in any way. Oh. Like, if I'm in oh, a relationship yeah. with a guy who expects dinner every night, right. I can guarantee you I will not be happy in that relationship. That's why true I can crime documentaries <laughs> exist. I can relate to all this so, so, so much. Not to say that I won't cook for them. Right. Well, I actually love, again, I'm a pleaser, so I love doing for my people, right? right. But if you expect it of yeah, me because I'm that's a woman, a that, that, see, that's something I struggle with too because in my past life, I love cooking. Just like that's something even with my roommate now. Yeah, I, me too. I'm the cook in the house. Like mm-hmm. she does not cook. We don't eat unless we get takeout or I cook. And I absolutely love it. It's really fun for me. Mm-hmm. And I am a nurturer. I and I own that about myself. I like to take care of people. I like to host guests and like get right. their bed all made up and nice and but I'm also like this ambitious person who's working 90% of the time or thinking about it. So it's like this diametrically opposed person inside of me and when people ask me like why are you single because i get that question so much and for the record just stop fucking asking yeah honestly stop if you're listening stop Stop asking asking. (laughs) there's so many reasons i was in an abusive relationship um i'm working my ass off i'm i had a really unhealthy toxic relationship with the idea of what love was for a long time so i had to take a minute and stop and say wow how much of myself have I sacrificed for the sake of other people? Right. Hmm, maybe I should stop. So, do you ever tell people those like, 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 right? Like, like, like I just want to stop. stop. No, 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 definitely, definitely that. But I meant like, like the stuff that's like the real truth. That's like, because people never, you never know what's going on in someone's no. life. We've talked about this before, and we all presume we do, whether right. we mean to or not. But like, there's just like a part of me that gets a little bit of joy thinking like someone being like why are you single? And then no. you being like, I was in a domestically abusive relationship and I don't have, like, like <laughs> I want to talk like, about emotional <laughs> labor, Molly. Trust me, I've tried every angle. Uh, so uh, now not only disgusting. am I trying to justify someone else's life to ex- by explaining uh, to them why I'm single, as if it's this like big mystery, did it ever dawn on you it's a choice and that I'm happy with it? And I would prefer this over being in a relationship because I sacrificed so much of myself. My my last relationship was so devastating. And I've been in the first relationship I was ever in, 13, I fell in love with this guy. The most devastating thing. Like, he made me feel like absolute shit because I was way too young to be right. defining myself by the relationship or how that guy felt, yeah. you know? And it carried with me for way too long. So yeah. there's a lot of baggage that I've worked through the last couple of years. So I've made it... I've made it a choice to really set, like, not not date. I've definitely played the field a little bit. And, you know, um, when I was going through kind of, like, learning more about my own self-awareness and who I am, (laughs) I definitely hurt people, hurt people, and I definitely Mm -hmm. made some mistakes, Mm -hmm. for sure. So after that, I was like, wow. So now I'm not in a relationship, and now I'm just, like, playing with people's heads and hearts, and that's not Mm. cool either. So I just made a decision to stop. I moved to Boston, literally cut myself off. I moved, and I was like, all right, the next couple years, like, you're putting your head to the ground and you're figuring this out. You're redefining how you think about love. How do you think about relationships that are of value to you? What what did you define as, as love before? Because I realized that <laughs> feelings of anxiety, I was confusing mm-hmm. with love. Mm-hmm. So Those are butterflies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Good like, my feeling. heart would sink, you know? And I'm like, oh, oh this is a good feeling. I feel so strongly for this person. I'm like, no, actually, that's a feeling of dread, and I should probably... That's a red flag. Right. So, like, these are all little things that, as I become more self-aware, I become more confident in the fact mm-hmm. that I am single, and I think that makes people feel insecure, that that's, I feel very confident that's right. being single. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? That's and I want to add that yeah. not enough people do that. I feel like there's way too many females that jump from relationship to relationship to relationship and never really get a chance to figure themselves out, figure out what it is that they want in mm-hmm. real life. And that's why there are so many unhealthy relationships that last for so long and then you're 50 and then you get a divorce. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like... It's very relevant. It happens a lot and like you see it a lot. And it's not to say that like... You could have been happy for a certain amount of time in your life, but you were just not in that right relationship because you got into it, you know, either when you were too young or, you know, whatever the case is where you weren't ready yourself, like you as a person. I mean, it it happens (laughs) way too often. And then becoming self-aware, I've realized that no one needs to date before 25. Mm. (laughs) Like, ever. Just don't do it. Because, you know what I realized? So, you know, I asked this to one of my clients the other day. She's 19, has a boyfriend that doesn't know how to treat her. And I was like, of course she doesn't. I didn't know how that sentence was going to end. I know. Yeah. You were like, doesn't know. And I was like, we're going to go on. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, how to treat her. Well, you know, there's, I mean, hey, yeah. that was part of it. Put him up but, you know, and I'm like, of course he doesn't. You know, I'm like, he's 19. He doesn't even know how to love himself, let alone other people. Like, right. you cannot expect to give someone else something mm-hmm. that you don't have right. or can give to yourself. I know that Will and Jada have been out here in the last couple of years kind of telling us how nobody can make you happy and nobody can give you happiness you need to make yourself that way now i know that a lot of people are against that but it's it's true it's true if you can't make yourself happy you can't make somebody else happy Mm. you can try till you're blue in the face Mm. but it's going to at some point stop or you're gonna find yourself overdoing to compensate and it's like is that really you though like Five Just languages wait. of love. How do you express yourself? People need to respect that with one I'm another. reading that book right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's a quick one, but it's so good. It's, it and is. it makes a lot I of sense. I also want you to know that you just said Will and Jada. Like, yeah. they're like first name basis so just so people know she's talking about will smith and oh, jada yeah. pinkinson only because some okay. of our listeners may or may not don't be sorry <laughs> i think everyone should know who will and jada are they're right. wonderful but they i just realized i was like maybe well they yeah. set a good example too it reminds me of something my therapist said when i went i so i started going to therapy a couple of years ago to sort of unpack all this stuff and really help redefine how I value relationships and how I look at love and like different ideas of what a relationship should look like. Cause I've only had really like one healthy one mm-hmm. and I treated the guy like crap. So what does that say about me mm-hmm. and my, like where I was coming from? Exactly. Thank you. But her, and it's, it's hard to say this over the microphone because it's kind of like a, I'm using my hands, but she told me, she's like, Jackie, look, when people are in a relationship, a lot of them are facing each other. So I have my palms facing each other right now. When people in a relationship, a lot of the time they're facing each other like this. They're mirroring each other. They're trying to go off of each other's goals and ambitions, but it creates this resistance, right? You're in a lot of resentment. She said what it should really be is this. 
Mm-hmm. They should be facing side by side, palms facing forward, moving forward together, mm-hmm. supporting yeah. each other. Yeah. You know, and I think that that was really helpful for me. And it also, in turn, actually made me really reevaluate a lot of my friendships too, where I'm like, hmm. huh, yeah. how much have I been giving from an empty place for people for how long? And I think this all goes back to being a female entrepreneur because I think something we all struggle with is we want to help people how do we monetize that mm-hmm. and also like how do we feel seen by the people closest to us you know that's something i struggle with a lot too in my any kind of relationship it's like i'm you know riveting broads i'm so proud of and the feedback we've gotten and the support we've gotten has been amazing there are some people who ha- some of my closest friends haven't said a thing about it mm. And I have one who's constantly texting me like, move here. Let's start this business. Let's do that. Yeah, I'm like, screw you. I have all this stuff going on. You're kind of discrediting everything I'm working on here that I'm building on that I'm so passionate and excited about by telling me, oh, let's just just go blow this off. It doesn't matter. The North Shore is like that. You know, so it's making me really um, value people that share my values and match my ambition like the three amazing women I'm sitting at with this table you know I think that once you start to become more self-aware of what you want and standing in your own strength and conviction then you start to really just evolve overall so now I find the relationships I'm building are so beautiful and beneficial mm-hmm. for both parties right. so I You're think that's part of it together. exactly yeah. so I've applied that to I've tried to apply to pretty much every aspect of my life, but I do think it's difficult as women. Yeah, I think, well, first of all, thank you for sharing that uh, guidance from your therapist, because I think a lot of people can relate to that. And, uh, you know, we talked about passion creep. It's a phrase I use a lot when it comes to my business, but also in my life. Like, you know, you kind of, with, with friends, like we joke about being good hype women, but I really like want my friends to succeed. So I get really excited about it. And I like, you know, invest in and support and follow them and share. And you think about especially now I've been very aware about like the hours in a day mm-hmm. and it sounds yep. so silly but That's it's so true. true like so daycare uh, okay if I, if you're lucky enough to find an incredible in-home daycare center or something that is affordable for you or you know figuring out how to pickups and drop-offs and like you said after school activities I'm not even there yet <laughs> and I'm stressed and running a business having you know uh, a healthy relationship um that we're constantly working on and in couples therapy because it's important for everyone to do and then on top of that to try to maintain actual friendships mm-hmm. like uh, we're going out tonight with friends to their house and i they you know she texted me this morning and she's like are you guys still good for tonight and like there's and i always joke like i love canceled plans because <laughs> like <laughs> and it's not because i don't love my friends like i'm fortunate enough to have tons like i'm grateful for the people in my life but it's there's just not enough hours in the day sometimes for me to do it all and that ambition tied into that and that just like thirst for living <laughs> um and not just doing the thing that perhaps we were told we're supposed to do, et cetera. Even regardless of that, just doing what you want as a man or a woman, it's hard to fit it all in. And I think all of a sudden that self-awareness or that, you know, uh, support and healthy relationships with people, whether it's professional or personal, allow you to ha- to find or work towards 
finding clarity in your the time you spend, right? Like the time you spend answering questions from family or friends about why or why not you're single or or I can I, what'd you say? I've cut those very short. Yeah. Good. Just Good for you. You're like, you're like, I have a condition. Good. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I, independence. Yep. it's called independence. <laughs> I've got, I've got a recipe for, no, I, I do think that there's, I, I, I'm as, a, as I get older, I feel like for me, a big part of where I struggle is that I, I'm desperate for connection, but I also, to Christina's point, like uh, differently, we have different styles because I tend to talk a lot. <laughs> um, but there is that I, I have really high standards too, and I think that I'm told that oh, <laughs> me too. This is a same bad thing. As if I've actually told them mine should be lowered. Yeah. I Wait, really? Heard yeah. That too. Talk about Even that. Even my friends, my actual friends, like so. Again, I'm the um, I'm single. Obviously, we made that clear. <laughs> She's podcast. single, people. She's single. We but are my all friends very will, single. You know, we'll try, some, sometimes they'll try to hook me up with people, but most they don't because it's not my thing. Because sure. like you're putting people. Um, in the spot and then you know when someone you know hooks you up mm. you feel some sort of responsibility to like make Ugh. it work <laughs> and it's like if it doesn't work out then it's an it's awkward like, moment because like you cause know people, each other like, yeah barbecue. it's like yeah. something like that sure. so you know and, and there's been times where you know I've met somebody and I'm pretty quick to know if this is gonna work out or not because I again I'm self-aware and so I know what's gonna work for me so if if I go on a date It'll be in the first 10 minutes, I know if I want to see you again or not. Mm. Like, and I might want to see you again, you know, but then it takes me about a couple of weeks to know if I want to, if this is going to go anywhere, period. Yeah. Or if it's into your schedule, right? Right. That's another thing. I can make time. time. So I think a lot of people are going to listen to this as as we're talking and they're going to say things like, well, you need to put effort. You need to make time. You need to, like, have those conversations. You need to meet people. And I do. Don't get me wrong. I went to watch the Patriots game last Sunday by myself at the bar. It was cool. Guy sat next to me. He started conversating. Great. At the end, he was like, we should continue this. It's like, sure. And and I gave him my number and then that's where he ended so whatever he meant by we should continue this maybe he meant that night or maybe he meant (laughs) like I don't know maybe he meant that night because he never used that because I left I was not I didn't entertain more for that night because that's not my style you know what I mean yeah no no judgment if that's yours by all means do you think but you know I don't want it to be like well she's she you know she's waiting for someone to knock on her door that's not that's not what i'm saying at all it's like i'm well aware enough where if you introduce me to someone and i'm like "Mm, not my thing for one reason or another i've literally been told you really need to lower your standards because guys aren't aren't going to be but then at the Mm -hmm. same time it gives little credit to men out there (laughs) that are that honestly i don't i know there's men out there that hit my standards right so why am i gonna act like there aren't that's you know a little discredited to them at the same time um but my thing is if my standards go as much as if you're as hungry as i am we don't have to be in the same industry and you don't need to do my business but if you're just hungry as i am we're gonna click right away Mm -hmm. it's gonna be easy if it's gonna be hard for me to explain to you my lifestyle i already know it's not gonna work right but someone that's going to understand my lifestyle and you want conversation it's happened 
that it will be easy i won't need to lower my standards because you're gonna work i'm gonna like root for you and what you're doing and you're gonna root for me the same way what we're doing and if we have an understanding that we're in this for a lifetime it's a fucking lifetime right (laughs) i don't need to see you a hundred times a hundred hours a week like right now yeah it's a, it's a fucking lifetime yeah like, let's set ourselves mm-hmm. up like listen i'm retiring by 40 remember i said this so that means it gives me another 60 years of living so if we can hustle together right for the next 10 years mm. we have another 60 to do whatever the fuck it is we want to do you yeah. see what i'm saying so i have a a, a big picture thought process mm. i don't have you know and, and i'm gonna say this i hope my friend doesn't get mad at me but her her husband that recently married uh her husband is starting his own carpentry company. He's an amazing carpenter. He doesn't want to work for someone else anymore. It's great. And he's very busy, right? And him and I, uh, her and I would just hang out the other night. And she's like, I told him he needs to make family time. I was like, but listen, he's starting a business. If you want him to start a business, you can't also want him to be home at five o'clock every day like it's not realistic so i was trying to explain that to her and 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 so that's my thing it's like why are you so focused in in the in the next couple years where he needs to bust his ass and make this company be worth something where you literally have a lifetime Mm. together you know so that's my thought process that i think isn't out there as no. much well i think it's out there i i would say that freak accidents happen <laughs> so i do i mean i do i completely agree with you on paper on that one but i feel like also you also your your idea of being hungry your point isn't you need money to be successful no. your point is your you have a drive and a, mi- a purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't yes. like the word mission. I feel like it's overused as well. But and a passion. You, yeah, a, pr- a purpose and a passion. And, and you need to, some, some sort of way to channel that that you feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I, when you said retire at 40, I was, I'm into that. I'm yes. you know, <laughs> no, supportive that. of that. If that's an option, <laughs> I'm in. But, uh, but yeah, I think that you, you make a really powerful point around the idea of having an equal and opposite energy and that doesn't like from in my relationship my husband and I do very different things Mm -hmm. but our we our energy is that we really believe in each other and support each other and that for me is like what I was looking for because like I 100% don't have like I'm just very like I have a a purpose and a passion and a drive in a very different way than he does. Of course. And, and that's okay. Yeah, of right. course. That's and I know you, okay. and I just think as a life coach, you're just tapping into something really, I think relatable for a lot of people. Cause it's not, you need someone that, that gets you and, you know, it serves up support in whatever way you need. Um, and it's funny, this, this conversation shifted to a relationship conversation yeah. Yeah. and it's, and it's interesting to me because what we're thinking about in terms of life and professional uh, career is like the whole picture. You know, it's not just I need a partner that supports me. It's that if I find a partner, they have to support me. Yes. <laughs> it's like almost that's like a better way to say it. If yeah, there's a yeah. partner in the in the equation, then the only way that they're staying in the equation yes. is mm-hmm. if that energy is equal. Right. And I think it comes yes. down to shared values, you know, because mm-hmm. it sounds like. 
your friend and her husband are in they're newly married so obviously there's a lot that goes into that as well but it's about figuring out how to communicate your expectations of each other and that are in line with your values and i think to your and molly to your and dan's example you share that that value that ambition that drive that passion so you can get you know hype each other up as you love to say (laughs) so i think it's really important and for me it's like i I've been trying to figure out, because I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, so I'll just come out and say, I don't trust my judgment with men, because I haven't had a good track record with boyfriends, with, you know, less than boyfriends, but more than friends, and roommates. Every guy roommate I've had has been kind of crazy. So I have to look at myself and say, okay, what? who's the common denominator here? Me. So it's really about me kind of reevaluating what do I value in someone and what do I want them to value in me? Mm-hmm. And it's almost kind of freaks me out because when I think about this stuff, I, I always come back to the fact that I love being single because yeah. I don't have to worry about this kind of shit. It's not a, a layer of anxiety or stress for me. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, what would I want in that perfect person in a perfect world? Like exactly how they look, how they treat me, how they think. And I realized I don't know if it's just one person, and I don't mean that in the polyamorous respect, but I think what most of us are actually craving is community. Mm -hmm. And I think that we find that in a partner, but we don't find everything that we're craving in a partner. And so a lot of people fall short, and they try and make up for it in a lot of ways Mm. by overcompensating for each other. So for me, I'm like, I don't even know if this is what I want at this point, which is also freaky because I based the first half of my life about that mm-hmm. so it's reevaluating everything at mm-hmm. this point so i yeah i think it really does come down to values and just wanting to be around those people who are going to like feed you and you know right set you on fire i yeah. love that yeah because it's hard when you want to just explain it's hard when you just explain or over explain to people that may, may or may not get it like when we reconnected because jackie and i went to high school together oh yeah. that's cool um yeah <laughs> we didn't we, speak once we did never we were not friends we came from different worlds we knew of each other yeah but we ran into each other last year and networking thing and it was like as soon as I started talking about what we're doing she's like oh my god I thought about the same thing and it was just easy yeah right but I have people in my personal life where I'm like I'm talking to them blue in the face about why something is important and still not clicking and I'm like you know what we'll just keep our relationship where it's at mm-hmm. and it's fine and we'll do what we do but it's I know because we talked about earlier like merging your personal life with your professional life and I have a hard time doing that because I have different people in my life that I can't bring into my professional life. And then I have to like be self-aware of my exterior yeah. as a life coach in my per- personal life, professional life. I can't, I need to be, I need to be more self-aware as far as like how my face looks because I do have a resting bitch face, unfortunately. <laughs> and... <laughs> You know, it's funny because I found a uh, kindergarten picture of me and a third grade picture of me from, like, obviously when I was little. And I had the same facial expression. And I took a picture of both of them. I sent them to my friends. I was like, see? Like, I was literally <laughs> born with this face. I was like, I've had it forever. It's a great <laughs> face. That's what it's saying. It it is. A picture. It's a great face. But, but I'm saying it's hard for me to put those two together. But you also need to find, you know, find that balance. Like, I invite my friends at networking events. Right. 
Same. Yeah, but they never finished that. But right. Um, we'll stumble. But you know, it's again. I think it all comes down to self awareness, and if you can stand on your own in your own truth, whether it's as a parent, as a partner, as a friend, as someone who's just exploring. That's fine too, because I was gonna say it's okay to not know something. At least right. you know that you don't know, right? And that is a level of awareness that you know that you're going to touch base with yourself about right. that. Well, I'm the opposite of Christina. It sounds like you took some time and you like figured it out. She I've learns from other life. people too. <laughs> so I feel like she's learned from my mistakes in relationships. Yeah, <laughs> so hand. I definitely learn from other people's mistakes. I don't know what it is, but I I do have that. I've also never been in a committed relationship in my life. So I'm 27 years old. I've never been in a real committed relationship with somebody else. Good for you. So you don't have any baggage. I feel like I've had so much time and I have seen so many different things that I'm like, you know what? I would never want something like this. Something like this would be lovely. Like, you know, so you take certain things and you're like, okay, like that works. And then coming back to like entrepreneurship and being a female entrepreneur, it's, the same th- it's who you are. Right. You know it's what I mean? It's do. not what you do. So this is the type of person that I am. So I know that. So therefore, I know that the person that I'm going to be with needs to accept that I. this is who I am. You know, I'm mm. not going to go to work from 9 to 5 and then not think about work from 5 to 10. You right. know what I mean? Like, it can't happen. You know, like, if I get an email at midnight and if, say, I'm up and I read it, I, you know, whether it's good or bad, like, I'm going to have a reaction. So it's it's things like that um that i think are important in finding your partner um i don't want the normal life and i've said that before like i don't want to get married and yeah when i get married and have kids don't get me i want to be home with my kids i don't want i want to have set businesses and i want to be there to input and Mm -hmm. to put things in place but i don't want to work work like i don't want to be the one doing the workload when i do have my kids because um and maybe that's just like a childhood thing but you know my parents weren't really there when i was growing up my mom was a single mom had to work seven days a week you know 12 hours a day so for me it's like i wanted somebody to bring me to dance and i want to do gymnastics i want to do all these things right and for me i want to be there for my kids to do Mm -hmm. those things where you know if if you're you're, if i'm able to right so like that's my goal so maybe that's why i don't see I want to find a partner, but I don't see it as my number one priority right now because if I was to have a kid right now, it would be very hard for me to balance all these things that I'm doing. And I will be forced to do more in certain ways, like job-wise and stuff like that. Or sacrifice your own health, like, like, or mental, you know, stability. Like, I think you're so smart to know... Like, it's like someone who wants to get a dog, but they're starting a new job. And it's like, but, and so it's like, <laughs> yes. figure, so it's like, okay, I want to get a dog and, but I'm never going to be home. And so, and I don't have any friends there, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to belabor that analogy. But the idea there, I think, is is really wise of you to be able to, and, and, and you're not being exclusionary. Like, you're not saying, I'm only going to have a relationship with someone that can provide for me so I can stay home with my kids. Right. You're just like, if I were, if I had my druthers, if I was able, if in a perception controlled universe, I could figure out how to find someone that is a good partner in that regard, then that's great. But that's not even part of the equation for you. It's like, I'm doing me right now. And I, I have a vision and a purpose. And I want to translate that into whatever that looks like five, ten years from now. Right. And that's not to say that things 
things happen mm-hmm. you know like life kind of goes its own way whether you plan it or not i can plan things a certain way and things can go completely different um so i also understand that but i'm not gonna willfully go look for a partner just so i can get married just so i can have kids but you like, also doesn't... don't feel ready yourself it's not that i don't i feel like i could be ready to have a partner but again if it's that partner that understands mm-hmm. where i'm at yeah. and has a similar perspective of life you know i'm not saying i don't want to necessarily have a boyfriend or husband that is an entrepreneur or like is doing their own business they can do their own thing Mm -hmm. but as long as we have those common understandings of have a passion have a drive for something it's more like somebody that wants wants more out of life and is more of a go-getter than like oh yeah we're just gonna go day to day and whatever i don't Mm -hmm. I guess I just don't see. Well, you, my that's life what that you way. find attractive. So that's right. what I find like, attractive. I think yeah. that that's normal. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's hard when your energy is put out into the universe and you feel like they're like not meeting that level of whatever. And it's again, we're not suggesting you have to be a hustler that marries a hustler. Like you right. just, right. you can no. have that. You know, equal. Um, it's really a. It sounds so silly, but it's really about loving that person for who they are in their drive like right. you want someone to look at you if you're gonna pursue a relationship if and when who knows if you yeah. want to or not Eventually. but if you so choose to <laughs> i'm sure you would have plenty of options right. but having that be it's just it's on the back burner when you're when you have a purpose right, right. and you that's why it takes like, so much inspiration from you two yeah. as well because i feel so, like we relate on a lot of this stuff ariana still works full time mm-hmm. and does overnight shifts mm-hmm. and she yeah. and Christina tag team life together. They support each other in every way possible. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that in spite of the fact that you're building a business, you're working full time, you're supporting a child financially, you still travel, you're still building this business. You still take Christina will take Gianna, mm-hmm. Ariana's daughter, to come volunteer with us at the Haven. I see, I see you. Like I see you working so hard, thanklessly, mm-hmm. to help other people and to sacrifice some of the comforts of life right now to make it happen. And I, I commend you because I think it's, you. I think you're setting a really great example uh, for female entrepreneurs who are finding that balance, who are standing in their own power, who are saying, "Look, this is okay." Yeah. yeah, we're single. We're okay. We're doing great. We're doing great. We're not. This is not yeah. an issue for us. Yeah. I'm inspired for sure. For and sure. I can kind of just wrap it up by saying that again, in becoming self-aware enough to say that life is hard. Period. So yeah. if it's going to be hard, I'm going to do it my way and be hard rather mm. than somebody else's way and be hard. Mm. Because working full time, like my sister was working full time, was miserable. That was hard. Building a business is hard, but she's happy doing the hard thing and happy rather doing right. the hard thing and miserable. Right. The day I told her, I was like, listen, I think you should quit your job and move in to my apartment and tackle this business on a full-time basis she's like i'm putting in my two weeks like Like, you know i think she needed that push Mm. but ever since we did that our business has taken off Mm. because we put that in and because we said you know what don't worry about having a job right now let's focus on this right and again it comes down to being self-aware to say I know shit's going to be hard one way or another whether i work for someone else or whether i work for myself Mm -hmm. i'd rather do myself 
and be hard. Right. And this is a perfect segue into what you're working on right now. Well, why don't you tell them, tell our listeners specifically what kind of life coaching regulate yours is and then um, what what you just released so i so i work so i have a behavioral background i've done this for about 10 years so when i decided to open uh, like to start a life coaching business is because i wanted to do things a little differently than how i have seen therapy traditionally being done in the field um so i work with all ages right now just because you can't be too selective when you're building a business however my expertise is in adolescents and young adults um, I, I, we have a set of individual services and I see people one-on-one, but one of my most exciting things is I run life coaching groups for adolescents, the age of 16 to 19. I mean, take, give and take a few months, depending on, it's more like juniors in high school to freshmen in college or ones that are graduating, but don't really know where, what they want to do. Um, I've created an eight-week curriculum uh, that I've put together, kind of taken from my personal life and professional. I've created this curriculum, and I run it, you know, a couple times a year, and I uh, partner with other organizations in the community, and I bring the groups, I bring the curriculum to their groups. So that's that's one of my things. Where can people find you? Regulateyours.com is our website you'll see everything there we do blogs and we're on social media both facebook and um, instagram so regulate yours life coaching and we'll put it on the episode description yes. Um, yes. we covered a lot today and i think um it honestly i think it's relatable for a lot of people the struggle is real um as my child's onesie said once um <laughs> but um it just the the idea that we're trying to figure out our direction as women in a professional context, in a personal context. And at the end of the day, there's no right way or wrong way to do it. And no. stop asking why they're single. Thank you all for your feedback on Riveting Brides as far. We cannot believe um, the the um, enthusiasm and we're so grateful. Um, if you have a topic that you're interested in us tackling or, or, or another uh, Riveting Broad you want us to, uh, to interview or chat with, um, we always welcome smart women in our studio. Hell yeah. Um, lastly, you can sponsor a student in the Power Steps program. Regulate oh, Yours awesome. is running a fundraiser fashion show in December. December fifth, mm-hmm. and Thursday. and sponsorships are available. Phil Richard Insurance is super pumped to be sponsoring your yes. student to be part of your program. Thank so you I have. I highly recommend and pressure other people to do so. <laughs> if you follow Thank the you. Facebook, you'll see updates on the event if you're interested in coming. That's awesome. And I put a save the date in your goodie bag. Perfect. Oh, thank you. You know when it's at. Well, thank you both so <laughs> thank much. You. Thank you guys awesome. for having us. I right, honestly guys. love listening to you guys, so now I'm going to listen to myself. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you.